Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Brewery Resource Roadshow. My name's Paul Corbett from Charles Ferrum, and I'm today joined by um, one of our uh, favourite suppliers, Axel from uh, Weimann Malt. Axel, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my pleasure. Uh, I'm Axel Yani. I'm the team leader of the International Customer Consultants here at uh, Weimann, the malt house uh, from Bamberg. And uh, yeah, it's been great uh, talking to you this afternoon. Yeah, good, good. Thank, thanks, Axel. Um, so really what we're trying to catch up on is sort of the things that you've been doing over the last sort of 12 months, particularly during lockdown, I guess there's been lots of changes to businesses and the way things are, are going forward. Um, are there any new developments that you'd like to share with us at, at Vyman in the Vyman world? Certainly. I mean, yeah, as you say, I mean, it's been a year. Um, last week on my Facebook, it came up that we were both together at Seabar uh, uh, in, in, in Liverpool. And that was sort of the last flight uh, coming home to Germany. And from there on, uh, well, we've been pretty much in lockdown or at least not been flying around the world, which I'm normally doing, uh, seeing our distribution partners just like you or, uh, you know, around the world. Um, or, um, you know, being with customers. So last year was a bit of a, a, a change. Um, we've been doing much more online um, uh, discussions, presentations, and uh, being in close contact with customers um, over the internet rather than being in personal contact. Um, well, yeah. here at Viaman, we've been nevertheless been very busy. Um, we, as you may know, have uh, three malt houses. I'm based in Bamberg, where we produce the uh, caramel and the roasted malts. Uh, but we also have another malt house in Hasford, where we produce the uh, mostly the Bohemian line, where we get the grains from uh, the Czech Republic for the Bohemian line. And we have one in Klingen. And Klingen is in the former east of Germany. And um, it's been... Uh, a malt house where we produce the base malts and that uh, received a really nice revamp uh, throughout last year. And we just pushed the button last week um, to, to get uh, uh, the malt house uh, started up again after that extensive uh, renovation. So that was exciting and a good, yeah. good time. Very exciting times. And, and how long has it been out of action? How long has it taken you to, to get it done? Um, well, it was um, six months was the planning, but it took a bit longer with, uh, you know, with a bit of delays as with a lot of construction going on. And then we've had some, some severe weather uh, and some winter time uh, just recently. So, but, but now we are, you know, really uh, having that malt house also on, on Viaman red and yellow and uh, the quality that we, uh, expect and that we want to have in our malt houses. Fantastic, fantastic. And as you quite rightly pointed out earlier, we've been doing a lot more on video and the traveling has, has, has uh, stopped. Um, uh, hence, we are here on Zoom um, yes. uh, uh, <laughs> uh, going forward on that. And I saw a very good um, uh, presentation from yourself on YouTube the other day, uh, um, one of many that I've, I've looked at that are all about different beer styles, that you've been doing some video clips around about the different types of malt and the different beer styles that they can produce. Uh, yeah, would you like correct. to explain a little bit about those? Yeah, that was, um, uh, as uh, we have a, um, a 2.5 hectoliter brew house here on site, where we do uh, brew beers on a, on a you know, day-to-day -day basis to develop recipes um, for customers to use our malts 
um, also for you know quality checks to see how they perform, and um, just to be um, you know able to share recipes with customers around the world and also replicate things. For example, we can uh, you know it's a fully automated system, so we can even go very very tight on the different uh, mold build changes to see what is the effect of uh, maybe a percent more Cara Fast Special or not later on in the taste panels. And this obviously is, is, is much easier to do on a fully automated system. Um, however, yeah, our, our brewers know how to, to run it also on, on manual mode. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so we took a bit like uh, we, we wanted to get this across to customers when we don't travel. So we started a video series um, that's up on, on, on YouTube um, at uh, Weiermann1879 is our YouTube channel. And my colleague um, Ulrich uh, has been doing these presentations in German. Uh, Lirio has been doing these in Spanish and I had the pleasure of doing them in English. Uh, it's a bit unfair because they speak native Spanish and German, and I had to you know, <laughs> get this all done in, in, in a non-native language. But, uh, and I did struggle a bit in the beginning. I must say it's a, it's a deep learning curve to, to stand in front of the camera and uh, uh, to, to, to put a lot of information into six minutes and to talk about specific malls and what they will impart into beer recipes. Um, so yeah, check that out on. on well, I, I can say you did a great job. The, the videos were, were fantastic, and it, it did make me thirsty just watching them. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Us too, because the first ones were without the beers, and then later on we thought, oh, this is too much mold only. We need to get the beers in as well. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, yeah, I think we've done sixteen so far, and um, yeah, yeah. But it's always a special treat for us um, as, as your partners here in the UK to be able to come over to, uh, uh, to Bamberg and taste the different beers and particularly the range of beers that you brew in the, um, in the uh, on-site brewery there. It's fantastic, the range and the way that you can show off the different types of malt. And if anybody is listening that um, can ever get to Bamberg, I would recommend that they come and see you if they can get in and book, a, book an appointment to come and uh, see you because there's such a lot of um, uh, history and uh, great beers that you can look and see um, and, uh, and learn from. I mean, every time I go over, I learn something. So it's fantastic to, uh, to take that opportunity. Great. Um, yeah. In terms of um, the lockdown and, and what's been going on, have you had much feedback from customers? What they're up to? What, what sort of thing have they been asking you? Are they looking at new ideas, new recipes? Or how is that working? Yeah, I think, I mean, we are a bit fortunate that Weiermann is importing or exporting, so say, that they are exporting their malls throughout the whole world. So if one country has been, you know, struck in, in lockdown for a period, then others might have opened already. So it was, uh, in general, you know, we were, we were busy. Um, but it's, uh, from the customer's perspective, I think, when we get to that point where we say, oh, we can't brew at the moment, well, let's make the best of it and, and, and go into creativity and, and, and look what will the future bring? Shall we change the recipe? Um, do we have now more tank space uh, and, and, and try out some lagers rather than ales before we've done only 10 ales uh, because they've just been flying out of the door? 
Um, so, so this is like what we see at the moment is um, there's a much larger demand for technical information, for technical discussions with us. And um, this is great for me and, and my colleague Alirio and the team um, to be here and, and, and to discuss uh, brewing and what malls to use. Um, so, so, so yeah, I think this was um, um, a bit of a change. Normally, in, everybody was busy on a day-to-day -day basis and everybody was brewing along. And this, this immediate need for, or that, that willingness to try something new has been a bit triggered by these, I wouldn't say idle times, but this forceful yeah. pause. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we've seen that too over here. People are looking to do, and particularly on the home brewers, a smaller side scale, the home brewing size increased. But I think a lot of brewers who have got a small bit of kit that they can just go and brew a little bit, do a, do a trial on. They can then see what the, the ingredients that they use, what changes it makes to their beers. And a lot of experimentation been going on just so that when we come out the other side, there's some recipes there ready to go. Yeah. I, think, um, I don't know whether you've seen the same thing, but we've also seen people sticking to their current recipes quite hard on the, on the commercial production because people aren't tending to experiment so much during the lockdown. They want to produce the regular beers. And then hopefully when we come out of the lockdown, we'll get more of those experimental beers going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, just thinking ahead in terms of traveling, um, you know, we normally come over to Brow and um, this year it would have been Drink Tech um, in September. And I hear that that's now being cancelled until 2022. Um, obviously, uh, um, in, in, in Brow, that, that, that is um, um, a Bamberg trip where we come over and see you afterwards for the Weimann party. Are there any plans to do anything this year or is it, or is it all going to be um, postponed until 2022 along with the shows? Well, I think at the moment how it looks like, you know, because I mean, here in Germany, we're not as fortunate as in the UK with the um, degree of, of uh, vaccination. I think you've doing, done a much better job in, in terms of how many people have already been vaccinated. I think um, we are still down at, at, at around five-ish, six percent of the people. So I don't see um, a free, um, you know, back to normal uh, for quite a while over here, I must say. Um, so, so yes, as you mentioned, um, the drink tech was supposed to be on in October, which is an odd date um, because it was used to be in September, but they pushed it to October and now they moved it to next year. Um, so, so next September, we will be all, you know, being together in, in Munich and hopefully by then everybody will be vaccinated and, uh, uh, and ready to enjoy beers in a much closer uh, distance than we do at the moment. Um, in terms of what the brow may do, because usually that would have been on next year, uh, yeah. we don't know yet. I mean, there's an, an ongoing discussion and a bit of a, a finding what uh, the uh, suppliers as well as the, the, the brewers and uh, the visitors expect. You know, so um, we'll see. Uh, it's yeah. um, something that, I mean, we always enjoy being with our customers, no matter where, where that is. But at these times, we just have to be a bit more careful and, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and see, as you say, see how we get out on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes, yes. Hopefully all in one piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah we've, um, we've had the other um, bombshell that's hit us this, uh, this time, which is Brexit, of course. And um, 
you know, we've been very pleased with the way that the relationship that we've had with you guys and how that's worked with the terms of deliveries. Because we, I must admit, we were very worried. We did stock up with the malt before Christmas just to uh, make sure that we weren't going to have any delays or um, gaps in our in our supply lines to our customers. Um, but you, you, you've done very well with that. How, how have you managed to get around that? Because there's a lot of paperwork, I think, involved with these uh, shipments nowadays. Yeah. Um, as you say, Paul, I mean, Charles Ferrum and Weiermann, they've been going you know, for, for such a long time and it's been like a, um, um, a, a nicely lubricated clock or engine to send uh, malls to you guys. And it's been always with the same uh, freight company. Um, so, so we know what paperwork is needed. You know what's needed on your side and together with a reliable partner on the trucking side, um, I think there was just a, um, you know, for, from us uh, three without, you know, maybe any, any, any outside issues, uh, it went very smoothly and uh, this will continue to do so. So that's, that's great news. Excellent. And, no, excellent. And uh, we're finding that um, uh, with the popular, popularity of the, the, the vitamin malts, we are stocking more of the range now as well. So that's helping us as well. I think where the, the, uh, the range was uh, when we first started all those years ago, we had small amounts of each in and it was very difficult to keep the stock. But now we've grown and the volumes are bigger. It's getting easier to stock um, mm -hmm. and uh, easier to control the shipments, which is great. Um, so uh, we're, are we looking at anything new that's coming through? Any, any new um, uh, malt stock types or styles or anything that uh, is particularly popular at the moment or people are looking at? I know we've had the... The Bohemia uh, malt, the Czech malt, is that um, picked up a little bit, or is that is that something that's uh, um, in the background a little bit now? No, um, it's 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 a bit uh, it, it def different things. I mean, first of all, base malts are of interest because um, that uh, fashion towards lagers or that, yeah. that um, larger increase in, in in yes, I want to do a lager, I want to do a meaningful lager. So there was the base malt, which is of Bohemian origin or even been made on a floor malting facility in the Czech Republic or the one uh, like an heirloom variety, the German Barker, you know, being uh, of, of, of the same story as the Maris Otter, for example, you know, but, but for, for Pilsner. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Barker, um, is, is something that uh, is, is in, in, in a lot of brewers' mind as like, if I want to brew a Pilsner, yes, I want to do that with an heirloom variety or in, 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 in climates, in hot climates, our Eraclea, which is an Italian-grown uh, barley variety, very, very unique flavor for, for a very crisp Mediterranean-style lager. So, so that is one big thing is these meaningful base malts. Um, well, you are not only having a story, but also you notice, you know, if, if we would sit together and, 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 and you know, eat the, the malts, you will notice how that maltiness lingers on much longer in a different way or the grassiness and so on. So, so that's one thing. The other one is um, uh, an interest in red beers, uh, colorful beers. So, so that's been, been very popular around the world to go. And, 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 and play with um, amber to reddish color beers, um, no matter if ale or lager. Um, and taking this interest in red beers 
in combination to the current situation where people might be more uh, thinking about health issues and health um, and, 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 and natural products, um, Bioman does have the largest um, um, organic grown and organic malted portfolio. And we added um, a, a 19th uh, um, fully organic malt, which is the organic melanoidin. Um, so again, to make uh, that red beer and, and, and to have this missing link from, you know, base organic towards carafa and organic, uh, but also the caramel um, portfolio is wider now on the organic side. Um, so this has been, been, been very well received. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and I can't let you go without asking about my favorite thing when I come to, to Bamberg, and that's the smoked beers. Because um, we, 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 we don't have a, a huge history of smoked beers in the UK, but uh, I know that lots of people have played around and, or tried to think about what they can do with smokiness. And my favorite video of yours on the um, YouTube was the one about the smoked beers and talking about the different levels of smoked beers, uh, the different levels of smokiness in the beer and mm -hmm. how you don't really taste the smokiness until you get up to a certain percentage. I thought that was fascinating. And uh, certainly um, I'm sure uh, our, some of our customers will be very interested in that. Is, is that, what, I can't remember what the percentage was. What percentage was it what, up to a certain percentage and then you started to taste the smoke? What was that percentage actually? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah in, in, in this video that um, I was really elaborating about the dosage rate of the beechwood um, smoke malt and in combination to the color and how our mind is perceiving a dark beer oh. with less smoke being more smoky than a light beer with smoke. So, so this is something uh, that is, is really nice to, to um, experiment with. And 10% um, uh, um, of smoked malt in your malt bill, um, I would say not many people will detect the smokiness, um, but it will already sort of push the aroma level. Um, and it will not you know, be very scary at all. Uh, I've, I've done my, um, uh, my um, 50th birthday beer um, as a, um, a fest beer, and I did hide the 10% in this copper-colored beer, and out of the, you know, 200 people who had the beer probably, only one person said, tastes a bit like barbecue, and, and he's a plumber, so he was not even a brewer. Uh, <laughs> like that idea and, and and the rest were like oh yeah this is really really nice because it, it that smokiness without being noticeable balanced the caramel notes yeah so yeah. so you didn't have this 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 bold caramel notes um, but a very unique complex uh, flavor um, to your question uh, the threshold really is um, at least for us being in Bamberg 30 percent of uh, um, um, beechwood uh, barley malt is where you think, yep, that starts to be smoky. But, but, it, but if you're a plumber, maybe 10%. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't expect him to be such a connoisseur because I didn't say anything that it was in there. Very good, very good, that's very clever. Uh, excellent. Well, um, it's been fantastic to catch up with you, Axel, and I really appreciate you taking time to join us today. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to Axel and his uh, uh, tales of the, the environment world and what's going on. Um, I certainly have been. And I hope you'll join me for the next presentation that we'll have, 
uh, on the Roadshow uh, catch-ups. It's been great fun doing these, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I did. So thanks again to you, Axel, for uh, joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again soon, hopefully with a beer and hopefully in a pub together. Exactly. Thanks, okay. Paul, and um, thanks to your team. All the best. Have a nice weekend. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Axel. Thank you.